The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Recording this episode on Wednesday night, Liverpool and Manchester City have their Champions League matches behind them and we can now start looking ahead to Game Week 25 in FPL. It's a Friday deadline this week and there's a lot to cover on today's episode with a big double Game Week 29 having been confirmed earlier this week. This weekend's Game Week 25 is a blank for some teams and a double for others. Manchester United, Newcastle, Brighton and Brentford do not feature this weekend, but there is two fixtures for Arsenal, Liverpool, Everton and Wolves. On this episode, I'll take a quick look back at Game Week 24, shout out 10 very lucky players that somehow avoided the 59th Minute Club, discuss chips and wildcards, update the watch list, answer questions from Twitter and discuss captaincy and potential transfers for the weekend. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pods to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. A very quick look back at Gimme24, banked the transfer, ended up on 51 points, so it was the first red arrow since the restart, but only a small one, it was a pretty nasty game week for a lot of managers, went from 169k to 187k, so still in a pretty good spot with all the chips left to play, apart from triple captain, and that second wildcard in hand as well. The points came from Luke Shaw with 6, Rashford 15, Odegaard and Saka chipped in with 8 and 6, Hurricane got an assist and the rest were blanks for Kepa, Trippier, Ben White, De Bruyne, Almiron and Captain Haaland. But less said about Gimme24 the better. Let's look ahead to Gimme25. Before I do so, the shoutouts were very interesting this week. I couldn't believe it when I was looking through all 10 fixtures from the weekend. I was looking for 59 minute appearances. I didn't find any. But bizarrely, I found 10 58-minute appearances. I don't think this has ever happened before. No 59th-minute new members, but 10 very lucky boys. Darwin Nunes, Cody Gakpo, Jordan Henderson, Bacetic, so four players in Liverpool game alone. Three in the Manchester United-Leicester game, Fred, Dewsbury Hall and Mendy. And three at Southampton as well. Stuart Armstrong, Sulemana, and Onachu. So a very interesting week for almost new members to the 59th Minute Club. As always, Game Week 25. Keep an eye on those clocks. And make sure you tag me in a tweet when you see someone getting the dreaded substitution. I've added in a little extra section to the podcast this week. Because there's lots of talk about chip strategy, when to play the wildcard, etc, etc. Now that we've got a clear picture of what the fixture schedule looks like. Now the first thing to say is it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all the information that we've got this week. The good thing is we've got time. We've got time to decide what to do this weekend. And then we've got another week to decide probably more of an in-depth strategy for the next couple of gimmicks. So basically my aim for this section of the podcast is just to calm people down. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed. So what I'm going to do is I've just made a few notes here. I'm just going to read through them and I'll probably go off on a few tangents as I do so. So Double Game Week 29 was confirmed this week. It's a big Double Game Week. 12 teams will play twice. So straight away, that makes 
possibly a bench boost attractive, but some people might want a free hit also in Game Week 29. Now, the key here is after the FA Cup matches, which take place next Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going to have an even clearer picture of the fixture schedule, which is before the Game Week 26 deadline. So, Game Week 25 this week, then there's FA Cup games Tuesday, Wednesday, and before the Game Week 26 deadline, we'll know what 28 looks like, and we'll have a better idea of the long-term picture. So, basically, don't worry too much about your strategy this week. What I would say is you can almost just focus on 25 at the moment, and then by next week, you're going to spend more time kind of locking in a longer-term strategy in terms of when you're going to wildcard, when you're going to free hit, bench boost, all that kind of stuff. Now, I know not everyone has all the chips left, and I think looking at the schedule, for example, if you don't have any chips or you've only got one or two, I don't think it's going to be too tricky to navigate the way things have fallen. So it's probably good news for you as well. Now, the main piece of advice here is, as always, at this time of the season, follow Ben Krellen on Twitter. He's put together some lovely graphics I've got one saved as my laptop wallpaper. So every time I switch on the laptop these days, I see Ben's lovely graphic. And it's just good to kind of drill into my head what is coming around the corner in terms of blank game weeks and double game weeks. It's just very clear, nice colours, and it tells you what might and might not happen in terms of blanks and doubles. So get that graphic on your screen, get it printed out, or get it saved as a tab. And again, just reading through these notes, what I've noted down here is we're all at different starting points in terms of the players we currently own, what chips we have, and whether the wildcard is available or not. So there's no one-size-fits-all strategy because we all have different players and we all have a different number of chips and wildcards left. So really what you've got to do this week, but more so next week, is sit down with a graphic like Ben's, and there's other good ones out there as well, of course. Sit down with a fixture ticker sit down with your team in its current state, look at what chips you have, if you have the wild card or not, and only you can decide what is the best plan of attack for your squad. Don't let content creators influence you too much, etc, etc. Anyway, getting sidetracked, let me get back to these notes here. Do what feels right for your squads. Don't be influenced too much by others. There's lots of different ways to play it, which is good for the game overall. It'll give us some much-needed variety, in particular in mini-leagues. You don't need to commit to a chip strategy this week. It would be much easier to do so this time next week after the FA Cup game, so I've kind of mentioned that already. Importantly, all eyes will be on the Fulham versus Leeds FA Cup game on Tuesday night, as that will determine whether Liverpool will feature in blank Game Week 28 or not. So if Liverpool end up having a game in Game Week 28, it's going to make it a lot easier to navigate for those that buy Liverpool players this week and don't wildcard in 26 or 27. So the only thing you, you might want to take into account this week when you're making your transfers is look ahead at the fixture schedule, decide if you want to go all in on Liverpool players this week, triple up for example, but by doing so, you might be more likely to wildcard then and give me 26 or 27. So keep that in mind. So yeah, very important game. Fulham against Leeds in the Cup on Tuesday night. A couple of more notes here. I think free hit is going to be viable for some teams this week in Game Week 25. I'm seeing quite a few people play it. You know, If you've only got three or four players, for example, this week, by all means, you can go ahead and do it. I think others will look to free hit and blank Game Week 28, having wildcarded already or else wildcard in 26 or 27. Others will use the free hit aggressively in double gaming 29. So as you can see, there's lots and lots of routes you can go here. And again, the most important part is get a fixture ticker out, get your team out, 
and decide what the best course of action is for you as a manager, the kind of manager that you are, and also in terms of the chips you have left. In terms of yeah, the wild card, I think, haven't looked at it quite briefly so far. I'm not going to give it a huge amount of thought until next week. I think wild card in early is very viable. You know, give me 26, possibly give me 27. Then possibly free hit in 28 with a bench boost in 29 for people who have lots of chips left. But again, look ahead to make sure you look ahead to gimmick 33 and gimmick 34 as well because I think wildcard 33 for a bench boost in 34 looks quite good in terms of fixtures there as well. So I think, again, I don't want to go too deep on chip strategy this week. That will be for next week's podcast. The main thing is don't panic. There's still things to be figured out like... Are Liverpool going to be playing in Game 28 or not? And we'll know that this time next week. So focus on Game 25 for now. Get through that. And then next week is when you're going to spend a bit of extra time on your FPL team and you're planning to come up with your plan of attack for the long term. Watch list update now ahead of Game 25. Just two players removed this week. Reese James because he missed out. Always a rotation risk, so I'm not looking to buy Rhys James at the moment. And also Mitrovic, who missed out through injury, and who was a doubt for Friday night. If you're a Mitrovic owner and you're not sure what to do with him, make sure you keep an eye out for team news on Friday. And also the fact that Fulham is the first fixture of the game week. You might get lucky and you might get some team news before the deadline. More importantly, players added to the watch list this week. Quite a few of these are teams who have a double this week or in the near future. First up, Seamus Coleman joins Tarkowski on the watch list. Coleman with a great goal at the weekend. I'm still not convinced he meant it, even though he said he did. I think if any of us scored that one, we'd all be saying, yes, of course, I meant it. But on the score sheet, pretty locked in, I think, as a starter at Everton at the moment. I've got Patterson in my squad, but I'm not really expecting any minutes from him in this double game week. So I'm open to the idea of Coleman as an option, but I still think Tarkowski is the way I'm going to go. I've added Craig Dawson from Wolves as well, who has a double game week this week. I just think he's got more goal threat than Kilman, but fixture-wise, probably not going to end up buying any Wolves players. Andy Robertson... At joins Trent Alexander-Arnold on the watch list. If you can't afford Trent, who I think is the best defensive pick from Liverpool this week, I think Andy Robertson's absolutely fine as well. Question is, do we trust this Liverpool defence? They just conceded five to Real Madrid, but it's Real Madrid's and the opponents in the double game week are nowhere near that level. Tyrone Mings is added to the watch list as well. Doesn't have a double this week, but long-term, Aston Villa have very, very good fixtures. Aston Villa assets are quite useful for blank game weeks when other teams are not playing. So Mings, I think, is the safest route into the Villa defence. Another double game week 25 player added is Dwight McNeil from Everton. Again, said it a few times on the podcast, I prefer the defensive assets, you know, players like Tarkowski, Pickford, Seamus Coleman. But if you are interested in a double game week punt, then Dwight McNeil, I think, is absolutely fine. Maybe if you're thinking about a wildcard 26 or 27, you could take a short-term punt on someone like McNeil. Takes lots of set pieces. Also added James Ward-Prowse from Southampton. He just continues to take over, as he does every season, we say it all the time, if you plugged them in in game week one and you left them there all season, you're going to get good bang for your buck. But it's not exciting enough for us as FPL managers. And there's too many exciting FPL midfielders elsewhere. But WordPress has a double in the near future. 
He's got free kicks, which he's amazing at. He's got penalties. So, you know, maybe in a double game week or on a free hit in the near future, Ward-Prowse is a player that will be under consideration. Likewise, Gibbs-White at Nottingham Forest has been very impressive in recent game weeks. He joins Brennan Johnson on the watch list. Again, double game week on the horizon in the future and some decent fixtures around those as well. But again, given there's a lot of very good midfielders elsewhere, it's going to be quite hard to fit in a Gibbs-White into the squads. Again, this watch list, you know, I'm quite, I'm keeping an open mind. I might wildcard early, give me 26 or give me 27. Some of these players are on the watches with that in mind as well. So Bruno Fernandez sold them for De Bruyne recently. Manchester United don't play this week, but as soon as they are back in action, I think it's Liverpool when they come back and give me 26. Bruno has been playing very, very well. He's almost back to the levels he was at a couple of years ago when he was a must-have FPL asset. So having sold them recently, if I wildcard 26 or 27, there's a good chance Bruno might come back in. And then three Brighton players also added to the watch list. Another team that don't play this week, but then they've got two double game weeks in the near future. Solly March, McAllister and Ferguson, the cheap striker. They join Matoma who is already on my radar. So again, part of the attraction to wildcarding in 26 or 27. For people like myself, if you don't have any Brighton players at the moment, you could go for an attacker, maybe even two of them. You could get a Stupinen, and then you could maybe free hit in Give Me 28. But again, we'll come back to all that on next week's episode. So that's the watch list updated ahead of this weekend's action. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Question time now. Thanks as always to everyone who sent them across. First one's from Dominic. It's Game me 25 worth some hits. Dominic says, I'm mainly thinking about the Liverpool players, or can we just carry through blank slash single game week player? So when it gets to this point of the season, I think hits are absolutely fine, especially if you've got less than 11 starters this week. If you're looking at a team of six, seven, eight, nine picks, and you can sell someone who's not playing, who maybe you don't really want long term anyway. I'm thinking about a Botman, for example, in my squad. Even if it's for a minus four, I think it's absolutely fine. And when you've got a team like Liverpool have got good attackers and potentially good attacking fullbacks, again, I just like taking a gamble. Historically, I've been a pretty boring FPL manager who doesn't take many hits, but there's always an exception for me when it comes to blank game weeks and double game weeks, especially in a blank. If you don't have 11 starters, I think I've only got six or seven at the moment. So I'm definitely going to be taking a minus four, possibly even a minus eight this game week. So absolutely fine to take hits. If, especially if it's a player you think is going to do well in the double and that you might want to keep longer term as well. Question from FPL Jugs. Would you take a minus four slash minus eight this week? If you're transferring out players to blank for players that double, in theory, paying back the hits with just appearance points. For example, Gakpo in for Bruno, Tarkowski in for Shaw. So I think we've, we do have to be careful with this because I think we can convince ourselves in our minds, I'm selling a player... For a minus four, who's going to get zero? For example, if I sell Bruno, he's going to get zero because he doesn't have a game. If I bring in Gakpo, if he starts two games, if he gets past 59 minutes, he should get four points. So straight away, you get the minus four back. So you're even. 
and then you're hoping he doesn't get booked and then you know one attack in return and it's worth it but obviously you're losing a Bruno or you're losing a Shaw who you might want back for the game weeks after that so don't ever look at it in you know one game week in isolation you've got to be careful about the players you're selling for me for example I mentioned Botman I'm quite happy to lose him because I don't really want him back anytime soon but if I owned a Bruno Fernandes I would be quite reluctant to sell the way he's playing the way Manchester United are playing yes it might be fine this week to get a Gakpo or something like that but you're losing a very good FPL asset. The same goes for Luke Shaw. So factor in longer term into your thinking when you're weighing up these minus fours and the minus eights. Now, if you are, again, thinking about hits this week, for example, if you if you decided you're definitely going to wildcard in game week 26, which is the game week after this one, would I still take the minus fours? Would I still take the minus eights? I think I would. And again, it goes back to that situation of... If you've only got six, seven, eight players, if you're going to get a couple of zero pointers anyway in your starting 11 this week, I think it's absolutely fine. Take the gamble on the minus four. Hope that player gets the two 60 plus minute appearances, avoids the yellow cards, and gets clean sheets, assists, goals, or whatever they are. So, yeah, for me, I'm very much in the camp of playing these kind of blank slash double game weeks aggressively rather than going in with just six or seven. So I'm very open to a minus four or a minus eight this week. And I might wildcard straight after that and give me 26. So that shows you I'm going to play this probably more aggressively than I have done in previous seasons. Now, whether that's right or wrong, only time will tell. Next question is from Kim. How do you feel about the Kane to Darwin Nunes hit? So again, this is something I'm thinking about. My two free transfers are probably going to be Stick to the plan, De Bruyne to Salah, Botman to Tarkowski. Now, the question after that is, do I take a minus four? Do I take a minus eight? And one of the minus fours I'm looking at would be Harry Kane, who plays Chelsea, to Darwin Nunes, who's got Crystal Palace away and Wolves at home. Now, no guarantee that Darwin starts both games, but I would be you know, relatively confident that he, that he could. And even if he doesn't, you know, he's probably going to get more minutes in two games even if it's 120 130 versus Harry Kane getting 90 so I'm sliding towards taking the gamble taking Kane out hoping my goalkeeper Kepa has a masterclass and keeps him quiet taking the gamble on Nunes but the attraction for me for the Kane to Darwin Nunes hit is it would also allow a further hit that I quite like which would be getting Trent in for one of my defenders because I think I've only got one starting defender at the moment Ben White so Tarkowski would come in and then I could probably get a third one by getting Trent it just brings me probably to nine or ten players with that extra minus four so that is you know in isolation Kane to Darwin Nunes minus four I'm not a hundred percent sure but when I might go one step further and use the cash that Kane frees up to get Trent in as well, I think that makes it more attractive. So yeah, some people will be happy to keep Kane and think he'll do well against Chelsea. And again, you've got to think, if you lose Kane, are you going to want him back soon? If you're someone who thinks Kane's just a great set-and-forget long-term hold, then maybe you don't take the minus four for Darwin. Next question is from FPL Melts, and I do feel like my head is melted this week with all of this new information. Is Salah essential this week? FPL Melts says, I can't get him unless I go for Tarkowski. I feel like the higher upside move is to go for Trent and Robertson, which means I can keep Harry Kane. It feels wrong taking Kane out for a hit. What are your thoughts? So, is Salah essential? I don't think he is, because... 
Who knows what will happen in any one game week? It could be Trent and Robertson who smash it out of the park. Salah could have a quiet one. If you're not happy with your route to Salah, if you really want to keep Harry Kane and you think Trent and Robertson can do well and you don't really want Tarkowski, I know not everyone will, will want Tarkowski, then you've probably answered it yourself. If it feels wrong to you to sell Kane for a hit in order to get Salah, then you, I think you probably do keep Kane and you go a different route with your Liverpool pick. So Salah's not essential, but I'm certainly going to own him for this game week. Question from Just Gabriel. Do you prefer Trent or Gakpo on a free hit? I think my initial thoughts here are the defensive pick, which sounds crazy when it's Liverpool this season, but I just think Trent doesn't really have much competition at the moment at right back. I think Gomez picked up an injury midweek. I need to check on that, but I've seen a few tweets that he might have been clutching his hamstring going down the tunnel. So Gomez is the only real threat, I think, to Trent at right back. Gomez has been playing centre-back recently anyway. So I feel like Trent's uh, a shoe-in for two starts. Obviously, famous last words. You can clip this and play it back when he gets benched. But I think Trent starts both games. I'm more confident of Trent starting both games than I am Gakpo starting both games. I think that's what it comes down to for me. If you're in a shootout between those two, Trent or Gakpo, I would go for the guy you think gets the most minutes. And Trent has plenty of attacking potential as well. So Trent's got the clean sheet potential and the attacking potential, whereas Gakpo is relying on those goals and assists. I think both are absolutely fine, but if it's just one, I would go for Trent. Question from Saints Neil. Who are the best double game week options from Everton and Wolves? So again, straight away my mind says defensive picks are better from these teams because first up, the Wolves attackers don't get enough minutes. There's too many new faces there. A lot of them get hooked around 50-60 minutes. Everton don't have Calvert-Lewin. Mopai's not great. Sims hasn't done much. So I think McNeil's fine as a punt if you're looking for an attacker from one of these teams because of the set pieces but again it's the usual names I mentioned Pickford, Tarkowski, Coleman, McNeil at Everton and at Wolves, Dawson for the goal threat, Kilman if you can afford Dawson yeah and that's it really maybe Jose Sa but again I would prefer Pickford if you're looking for a new goalkeeper just in terms of those two teams for this double game week Everton play Aston Villa at home and Arsenal away so, I mean, it's not fantastic. And Wolves play two away games against Fulham and Liverpool. So, again, I wouldn't be loading up big time on both of these teams unless maybe you're on a free hit and you want to attack the teams with two fixtures. Question from Aquafresca FPL. Is Tarkowski worth a minus four for someone like Ake or Patterson who may not play? So, yeah, Patterson, someone I've got and I'm quite open to selling them. You know, we could keep him and hope he gets a point or two, most likely bench appearance points, maybe coming on for the last 10. Don't really see him starting ahead of Coleman at the moment in either of those two games. So if I end up going down the route of getting Tarkowski and Trent, I might sell Patterson because I've got a bit of cash tied up in Luke Shaw. I've got more cash tied up in Trippier. So I might keep those two guys just so I don't have to pay more to get them back later. I don't mind losing Patterson, even if it's a minus four, to get Tarkowski. So yeah, I think losing Aki or Patterson is absolutely fine. I think it makes the most sense to lose Patterson because Aki's got a good fixture. Yes, he may not play, 
but I think he's got a better chance of playing than Patterson. Question from FPL Kalu. Good memories of Salomon Kalu back in the FPL days in a Chelsea shirt. Would you touch any Aston Villa assets apart from Watkins? FPL Kalu says they're probably the best fixtures in the league. Alex Moreno, when he's playing, seems like he could be a solid long-term FPL option. So straight up, I like Watkins and I don't like Moreno because Moreno's got competition from Luca Dean uh, and Watkins has got four and four, playing really well under Emery, just a really nice option. I, I think I'll end up owning Watkins at some point because their fixtures are pretty kind when you look at the schedule. In terms of those fixtures for Aston Villa, long term, it's Everton, Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth, double game week, Nottingham Forest. So Villa are attractive. Fullback rotation, don't like Matty Cash either because Ashley Young's there. If you're looking for a Villa defensive pick, it's probably the goalkeeper or Tyrone Mings. And I'm still interested in Leon Bailey. I know he was benched recently, but I would expect him to come back in because I think he's played very well since Emery took over. So I'll be watching that one closely. If Leon Bailey comes back in and starts in Game 25, if I end up wildcarding in 26, he might end up being my fifth midfielder. Question from Nick Brock. Is triple captain and Salah this week likely to be one of the best uses of the chip for the remainder of the season for those of us who still have it? So again, usually when these triple captain questions have come in over the last three, four game weeks, my answer has always been the same. I think you just use it because you'll be using other chips in future double game weeks. Now, is Salah the best option? That is the question. There's an awful lot of love for Salah and there's an awful lot of love for Liverpool assets just because they have a double game week. Now, we could all be falling into a trap here, but again, I think fixtures for me is a big part of this. Because they're playing Crystal Palace and Wolves, it does make it attractive. Now, in terms of captaincy this week, even if I bring Salah in, which is my plan, I don't think he'll be my captain because I've got more faith in Arsenal. Just Saka has been so reliable this season. He's got the penalties, as does Salah. So, I think captaincy this week is a shootout between Saka and Salah. And if I still had my triple captainship, I think I'm going to end up on Saka captain. So that in that case, if I think Saka is the best captain for this game week, then I think Saka is probably a pretty decent triple captain shout if you still have it. Question from Zach. I'll finish with this one. Any tips on the best free hit squad for Gamey25? So for those of you who are free hitting this week, I put together a very quick starting 11. So if I was free hitting this week, which I'm not, it would be Pickford in goal with Tarkowski in defence. Again, I'm just going to attack most of the teams here that have two fixtures. That's the way I'd be playing it. Trent in defence and Dawson would probably make it from Wolves. Although you could maybe look at a single game weaker for that spot. Midfield would be Salah, Saka, Odegaards. And then the fourth midfield spot... I went for Bowen here. You could take a punt on someone like Foden if you think he's going to start. But Bowen's got a good fixture at home to Nottingham Forest and I thought he looked good in the most recent fixture. In a front three, Haaland would stay even though he's only got a single fixture. Take a punt on Darwin Nunes and I would go all out attack on Arsenal with Inketia. So Pickford, Tarkowski, Trent, Dawson, Salah, Saka, Odegaard, Bowen, Haaland, Darwin and Inketia. That free hit should score well this game week. That is the question section completed. Thanks for sending them in. 
Moving on to captaincy and transfers. Now, captaincy, first of all, like I said, I think it's a shootout between Saka, who plays Leicester away and Everton at home, versus Mo Salah, who plays Crystal Palace away and Wolves at home. So fixture-wise, I think it's pretty equal. So for me, it comes down to who's been the more consistent team this season, who's been the more consistent FPL asset. And I think for me, that is Bukayo Saka. That is where my armband is at the moment. Other options, if you're looking elsewhere, Odegaard's and maybe to a lesser extent in Ketty are options. I think Odegaard's absolutely fine as a captain this week with two games. And then you could look elsewhere at Liverpool, Trent, Darwin, or maybe even Gakpo. I, I like Trent and Darwin more than Gakpo for a captaincy. And you could always go with Mr. Reliable Erling Haaland away to Bournemouth. But it's very hard to captain a single game weaker over a double game weaker, even when it is Haaland. So, yeah, for me, it's Saka versus Salah. And at the moment, I'm leaning towards the Arsenal man. Transfer thoughts. Two free transfers. 1.6 in the bank. One transfer will be De Bruyne to Salah. Another transfer will be Botman to Tarkowski. I think that would bring me to eight players, plus Greenwood at Leeds, who will hopefully get a one-pointer. Every point counts. It could be the difference in top 10k and not top 10k, which I found out the hard way last season, finishing just outside it by one point. Then it's, do I take a minus four? Do I take a minus eight? So I think I'm probably going to end up getting rid of Kane for Darwin for the minus four, which then allows getting Trent in as well, probably for Patterson. So I'll probably just bench Trip here and bench Shaw and keep the value that I've got tied up. So, like I said, I'm very open, but these are very early thoughts. I'm very open to wildcard 26, free hit 28 possibly, and then bench boost in 29. But I'm going to keep an open mind, you know, could keep the bench boost for giving me 34, could free hit and give me 29 more aggressively instead. Let's see what happens with this cup game next week. Then we can decide on our strategy longer term. That's it for today's episodes. I hope you find it useful. If you'd like to hear more content from me before the deadline, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general where there'll be a live stream on Thursday night at 9pm and I'm sure it's going to be longer than usual looking at fixture tickers and long-term plans. Thanks for listening, folks. Best of luck for Gaming 25 and happy planning. The Athletic.